Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. On this episode of DC On Screen, we have word from Ben Affleck. Also, a special announcement from us right after this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating infinite place. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 530. I'm your host. Yeah, we are. A bit long in the tooth. (laughs) Yeah. We're 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 long, definitely at the point where a thousand is really the only benchmark we're worried about. <laughs> It'll be years. Yes, it will. Um, I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This, the man who once turned himself in for killing his imaginary friend, Hi. Jason Goss. Mm. <laughs> Sad day. You were so. <laughs> you were like on that. You were like, "Hi!" Like, <laughs> you didn't even wait for me to say your name. You were so excited to to be that guy. Right, right. It's good. Yeah. Been been a nice uh nice easy day. I still got plenty of energy. Good. I'm happy to hear that, man. Cuz you know, right up front, we have a big announcement. I have nasal drainage. It's rough. We're going to get you one of those little teapots. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it's rough. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. That's actually that's not the big announcement. That's every other week. Mhm. But I I realize I think I sound a little bit sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just getting that out of the way, mm. but um, yeah, we're we're joining, we're jumping in, we're 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 diving we're, in. We have a we have a Patreon. Woohoo! Um, we we have a lot of people who have come to us and said, "Hey, why don't you guys have a Patreon?" Which the response I, was I got, either we haven't thought of it or we haven't gotten around <laughs> to it, depending on which one of you asked. <laughs> like. We have had a Patreon for a really long time. We've like just a, never put anything on it. Yeah, like a year. Um, and part of that was part of that was because I think we were just like, you know, what the hell are we going to do on a Patreon? Mm-hmm. Wait, what kind of perks were we going to offer on a Patreon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was about I that think, time that a little bit of our formatting was in a slightly transitional period. Mm-hmm. So we were waiting so, to see how that shook out. I, I don't want anyone to get upset. Everything you already get, you are going to get. Yeah. For free. No paywalls for anything you're already expecting or used to. Um, and by that, I mean, there is one thing that you could kind of argue, but we haven't really done it in a while. Like, for the last several movies, two or three movies, I guess. Right. Um, but look, here's how it's going to break down so far. I, I guess this is, I assume, Patreon lets you change things after you've launched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, here's how it's shaken out so far. We have two two levels. We have two tiers, as they call them on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And you can find this at patreon.com slash DC on screen. You can do 
what you're already doing and just listen for free. And that's fine. And we love you. And you already have our eternal gratitude. Absolutely. But there's the $1 tier that I have called Alms Right with the World. <laughs> and you'll get an on-air thank you on our earliest possible news episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's if you're fine with the uh, fine with the amount of content you're getting already. Um, you don't want to hear any more from us, but you want to support what we've got. And um, then there's the $5 a month tier, or as I like to call it, the be alm end alm. You really went for it with the alms. It made me laugh, so. <laughs> that's the only reason I did it is because it made me. Actually, yeah. I, it made me laugh, and then I thought, I'm going to put this on, and before Jason shoots it down, he's going to laugh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you didn't shoot it down. No, it was just so like, that's what let, it's called. let it ride, man. Let it ride. <laughs> but um, we are going to be offering Patreon-exclusive content. There are there there might be a couple people out there who remember, and I don't know how you remember this, but uh, like what two two and a half years ago, something like that. I said we don't ever want to do content that you have to pay for. Well, yeah, uh, we couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> to I mean, offer. That, that's what it is. In Wait. a lot of ways, and then something else is like there is stuff that I would love to do that like I don't. There's no way I could be consistent enough on it to make it its own full podcast. Yeah, and like the, the landscape of what we were covering has changed a ton over the uh, just the mm-hmm. last few years. Yeah, so we've had to kind of juke and jive with it. Yeah, and you know it's going to be stuff like you know every once in a while I would like to talk about a graphic novel, right? Um, like we've been talking about doing um doing a Dark Knight Returns or or a Frank Miller Batman review, um, or a series. Just go over all of them. Series with with Scott on the Squadcast, right? But where do we fit it on on DC on screen? Mm-hmm. Well, this might be a possible place for it. And I haven't talked to Scott about it, but you know, yeah, minimally it'll be I us. I mean, I any given time I have a stack about four or five inches deep of graphic novels that I just haven't gotten around to. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I. Normally, I have another stack of eight or nine inches worth of actual books that I haven't read. Yeah, but yeah, we can we can dig into some of that. And DC Universe is like really cranking out the their their uh, comic book availability over mm-hmm. there. And um, I just bought like ten graphic novels. They had a deal at Second and Charles for ten for ten. Oh, it was fantastic! I li- literally bought a bunch of graphic novels for I a dollar each. That thing up, yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I told you about it, and you were like, "Damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> lit it up. So, so was Scott too. Like, um, I had just left Scott's house, Scott from Squadcast, and I was about to leave, and I was like, I made some comment about Second and Charles. He's like, "Well, it's right down the street," and I was like, "Damn it!" I thought it was like an exit down. And he's like, "No, no, it's like right down the street. It's like five minutes." So I totally went. Yeah. And before I left, I was like, "Scott, you bastard!" Mm. And then I went, and I saw those ten for ten. And I sent him a picture of it, and I told him what they were doing, and he was like, "Damn it!" And I'm like, "Yeah, right, that's right, yeah, got you back." Yeah, um. <laughs> like, we three must have at least gotten them ten percent of their total sales off that mm-hmm. clearance little section. And I found some really <laughs> neat stuff in there that I'm excited about. Yeah, see, but see, that's the that's the perfect thing. Like that night, I would have loved to have hopped on air and just told you guys about it. Just geeked out about it. Yeah, I got it. That's the kind of shit that's going to be on the Patreon uh, feed. We're going to have Jason's pool list. That's going to be a show where you just talk about your pool list, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I've got I've got a. Uh, I actually don't know how many things are in my pool list, but it's uh, on a very very light week. It might just be a couple. On a big week, it's going to be eight or nine. I mean. These things are monthly, bi-monthly, sometimes tri-monthly, like Doomsday Clock or something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it will depend on what came in. And hell, this week I had none because <laughs> they had two 50-pound freight shipments of book and one of them just never showed up. So Jeez. my pull list this week was zero. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, but yeah uh, They'll get me so back. They take care of me. We have... We have at least two different shows we're talking about doing. Jason's pool list. That, that, that's just all him. And we're doing solo shows, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all him. Dave's Geek News Musings. That's going to be, you know, I, I look at a lot of different kinds of news. I look at, I, dude, I love action figures so much. I would love to talk about action figures with you guys, but we just don't get to it. Because mm-hmm. Jason doesn't collect action figures, and this is DC on screen. It's not, you know, an action figure DC show. DC in your hands. Right. Um <laughs> But, um, and also, I have a Star Trek podcast, but, you know, I can't talk about Ghostbusters or, or, uh, you know, or I can, as history has shown us, <laughs> but it's not generally, you know, smiled upon. Right. So anyway, I, I would love to be able to just, you know, do like five, 10 minute little episodes talking about, uh, some of this stuff. And that'll be in the feed. We're also going to have B roll. We're going to have our Marvel reviews. We're just going to transfer. That's the one thing I think. That used to be a part of the show that we just haven't done in a long time. And it's and, still, um, in a way, we're going to expand it a little bit where we might do Marvel TV as well. Yeah. Just, time to you time. know, however we feel, uh, I think. And if, because we do watch this stuff. I mean, it, we do. I, there's, there's not a Marvel or DC property that I don't think I have at least seen. I mean, short of some cartoon stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not up to date on superhero girls or something like that. I, I, I you know, we've never gotten around to Teen Titan Go and or, I, we didn't get to the Teen Titan Go, Teen Titans Go movie, but mm-hmm. there's a limit. I would love, there's a limit to time, I, but yeah, I think like, um, that's not to say we're going to do like DC shows on the Patreon feed because I feel like that's like, that's stuff that just needs to be on our, on the, right. I'm just saying the there was a limited feed. amount of time, but even then with the yep. limited amount of time we have, I mean, the only thing, I I really do think the only thing Marvel and DC are putting out all together that's not just a couple of shows like that that I haven't caught up on is Punisher. I mean, every, mm-hmm. everything else, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger. I'm all I've watched all of that. What am I talking I'm about? At least a season behind on all the Netflix stuff, which you know, Punisher and Jessica Jones officially canceled now. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. But um, anyway. Uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen. There's a lot of stuff that like I've kind of had tooling around in my head that I don't really want to mention yet. Cause I haven't talked to all parties involved, but, um, fun stuff. The, you know, it's basically for people who like us, not just DC. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, uh, um, we're just, uh, we're expanding a little bit and we're also going to cut down on to, to be able to do it because we're already really pretty much at max volume that we can do when we're, uh, we're like both on mic at the same time. And mm-hmm. actually producing DC on screen, DC on screen proper. We're also putting it in a format where we can do this separately sometimes, together sometimes, depends on what we're going to be able to squeeze in, and then um, something we can afford to do as far as time. But anything we actually get will give us more time. Yeah, and that's kind of the point of of the Patreon is like, I mean, uh, right up front, you know, no no bullshit, at least for the time being. Anything you guys donate on Patreon is going back into the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going in our pockets. It's going to the show. No. Eventually, yeah, we'd like to make something off of this. We'd like to expand DC on screen. And, uh, you know, we haven't really gone into what we'd like to do. If we'd like to do, like, a network situation. If well, We don't know. But we would like to eventually be able to do podcast. I would be able to like to be able to do podcasting full time. I don't know how Jason feels. Oh, it'd be a dream. 
I mean, if, so, if this um, was a full-time gig, yeah. we would still be doing like reviews for every episode and stuff like that and be doing oh, more yeah. shows than we had. It's, it's just a matter of we can't afford the time. Mm-hmm. So this would help us afford some of the time and also also produce uh, a better show. Like we can we can up our quality, frankly, because we can afford better mics, better software. Mm-hmm. But simple stuff like that can go a long way. And uh, we do know how to use it. I know how to use better software than we can afford right now. I just don't have access to it. Yeah. And you know what? I uh, Being perfectly honest, the reason we cut back on all those shows, because we were doing reviews for every episode of every DC show, and this was before the DC Universe boom, before yeah. Batwoman and all that, it was already, I don't know about you, for you, it was already over 40 hours a week I was working on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legitimately. Just, I just couldn't do it. Legitimately, it was a uh, on a... On an off week, not in the middle of uh, fall or spring TV season, it was it was still a part time job. Mm-hmm. And uh, which was look, I mean, before I, I enjoyed it, but it's still like there was a limit yeah, where it was absolutely. like we can't continue this. Um. So, uh, last thing I really want to say is if you can't do this, I understand. Um, I was actually going to make a joke about how like your donation will help me uh, afford the five dollars a month for the Squadcast. Patreon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. I, <laughs> honestly, though, uh, if you can't do this, I totally understand. And um, if you want to support the show, I'll, I will ask all of you, whether you support support us on Patreon or not, I'll ask all of you uh, to share and uh, share our stuff on social media uh, tag people when you see that we've made a post. Tag your friends. Let them know if if you have friends who would enjoy this, uh, our content. It really does help. You have like no idea. Like me and Matt on the Star Trek Universe podcast, some guy he just said, "Hey," he tagged his friend and said, "I've been listening to this podcast and it's pretty great." And his friend is like asking questions about our show. So I just like go in and start like answer like because he wanted to know like, do they talk about the comic stuff? I'm like. We don't, but we also do. Like, we don't do it on a regular basis. We don't cover all the news for it, but I'm really big into the comics and the novels and stuff. So, mm. and wow, we on that feed, on the feedback episode, we mentioned that guy wound up having a whole conversation about like a deep conversation about some expanded universe Star Trek stuff. But, you know, it's that gets the conversation going, and both of those people are listeners now. Um, so it it really does help. It really helps grow the community. And uh, I mean, a, an example for me is uh, there's a podcast to listen to that one guy told me about. I started listening, loved it, told another guy about it, and me and the guy I told are actually Patreon members of of his show. The guy that originally mm-hmm. told me has still never signed up for Patreon, but we all still <laughs> listen. But uh-huh. just just communicating that, we, you know, that that was too. Uh, that was two donations right there. It was it was a huge help for him. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it too. Like even if you can't do Patreon, you can still share us, and then someone that you told about it might sign up for our Patreon. Who knows? Might decide to help us out, and we appreciate every single bit of that chain. We absolutely do. All right, so we'd love it if you guys could be able to help. If you can't, we understand. We're not going to hate you or anything. You can still like obviously like talk to us and stuff and. It, it, it's not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still happy to have you. Um, also, thank you for listening this long to a pitch for Patreon. Right. Yeah. It was a long. Anyway, it was a long time coming. News. We uh, we should we should start going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jimmy Kimmel had Ben Affleck on. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. We. So that's that's word, man. 
Jimmy Kimmel says, uh, you know, you're retiring. You're not going to be Batman anymore. Uh, Ben Affleck says, I've decided. I tried to direct a version of it. Worked worked with a really good screenwriter, but couldn't come up with a version. Couldn't crack it. So I thought it was time to let someone else take a shot at it. And they got some really good people. And uh, then Jimmy Kimmel hangs uh, Ben Affleck's, I almost called him Batman again. Mm Mm-hmm. Hangs uh, Ben Affleck's cape and cowl in the rafters like a retor- like a retired uh, sports jersey. Mm-hmm. I'll pa- I'll have those. I'll have that uh, that link in the show notes. But um, Affleck says I'm not Batman. Right. Hey, it's official word. Finally, I'll take that. It's official word. I'll take it. I'm sad. Uh, I, I was. I, sad. I was sad about that. You know, even Snyder, Zack Snyder, over on Vero posted a picture of. Uh, of of Affleck in his Batman outfit from the Nightmare sequence, and Snyder writes, "There was a time above, a time before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. But things fail. Things on Earth, and what falls is fallen. In the dream, it took me into the light. A beautiful lie. Best Batman ever. Thank you, my friend, for blessing me with that fucking glorious chin and an amazing heart." The glorious chin thing really made me laugh. It, yeah, that was great. Also, really want and, Snyder uh, to use more punctuation. Yes, just a thing. Love you, <laughs> love you, ZS. Just if you could, I'd appreciate it. Now, with with that though, th- this is all I plan to mourn because we've assumed, hoped that he wasn't, but assumed that he was done for a really long time. I, this changes nothing about how much I am looking forward to Shazam. It changes nothing about how much I'm looking forward to Birds of Prey. And if we're wrong, and this is not... Because, you know, the the Kimmel stuff was kind of jokey. If for some reason he decides to come back, for any reason, I will be happy to be wrong. But I'm pretty sure this is absolute word that he's done, and I'm ready to move on. Yeah. And it... it his explanation didn't feel... His... Uh, would you like to say anything before... <laughs> Before it goes up, kind of last last words. I'm not Batman. That felt like a joke, but it was still it was a good play. But him actually describing the situation and in a way that tracks with the stuff that we've seen over the years. I mean, he at first this thing was completely in his hands. Write, mm-hmm. produce, direct, star, and mm-hmm. as a lot of things do, like that's a big burden to do a Batman movie after a, a, a movie that didn't go over well critically and didn't get the results they wanted in the box office. And then put all four of those uh, <laughs> hats on, man. Oh, that was a big, that was a lot. So you kind of get that it didn't work. I mean, I, I'll take his explanation that he just couldn't crack it. Uh, I, I, I've don't, got no, I don't take that. I don't, I have no reason to exactly argue with it, though. I, I well, Jay Oliva said that Affleck's uh, script, that he read it and it was like, it would have been beloved by fans. Like, I don't think. Maybe, that but was Jay Oliva said a lot of things and. It, that might just be Jay Oliva liking the script and Ben sort of thinking, yeah, this isn't quite Argo or something like that. Like, he might have thought this isn't really the best I can do and just never gotten to the point where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to present this. It, that could be his internal struggle. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't I don't know exactly what the what the problem was. No. And and I'm not going to really try to They're never going to be able to open and, up about it because it would be a, a huge problem for a lot of reasons like you can't he can't go into the details about the script he wrote and what's going on and what's going on and all that yeah not right now at least no. maybe in years be years, few years. yeah but, all right and we so, might get something um, on that don't get me wrong it'll it'll still be a topic like he's going to be addressing batman for the rest of his life mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> moving on from affleck though there uh, revenge of the fans mario robles uh just came out with this report that said that army hammer 
was in advanced, quote unquote, advanced talks with DC and Warner Brothers about playing Batman in Matt Reeves' movie. And uh, they're just, quote, ironing out the details. Umberto Gonzalez came out and said, Army Hammer Batman, not true. Boris Kitt came out and says, I'm not in the business of debunking bunk, but considering everyone got in a tizzy over this, there is no truth to the below. Being told there haven't been any actor meetings for the Batman, but that doesn't mean Reeves and WB don't have ideas of who they would like. And um, Army Hammer himself came out and said, no one's ever asked. Let me say this. No one who can actually give me the job has asked me if I'm interested. I don't even know if they are done. I think they're still working on the script. I don't think that they're close to a product. Uh, they're close to production, uh, but I can conclusively tell you that no one has checked my availability, which is a bummer. Which tells mm-hmm. me Army wants to do it. But keep in mind also that um, you know Mario is not backing down. Mario says that what he has heard was absolutely true. Also keep in mind that Jason Momoa uh, told a freaking reporter that he could punch him in the face if he was Aquaman when he already knew he was Aquaman. <laughs> also a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. I did see Mario post somewhere. Uh, it must have been on Twitter because that's the only, where, only place I would have seen him uh, say this. He said something about there have been reports recently that Warner Brothers was putting out uh, fake stories to see who their moles were and even actually opened up the possibility like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what I've got here, but and he stood by. He said, maybe, it pretty much said, maybe that's what's going on. I don't know, but I'm standing by this story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be fair to Mario, I am a part of the uh, Revenge of the Fans group over on Facebook. And he did say, like, if it turns out to be untrue, I'm, you know, going to say, hey, I was wrong and, and be a freaking grown up. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing so to far, do. He's so, by it. yeah, go for it. But. No word yes or no. I would have liked word yes or no. I would have liked word yes, frankly, but yes or no would have would have done. Oh, you you you're a fan of the Army Hammer. I w- I'd like him for this role. He does look like like uh I could very I could see Ben Affleck coming from that. Yeah. You know? Like he does look like a younger Affleck. I that degree. occurred to me, so it might it, it would give me a little bit of like a soft reboot if it's going to be or maybe even a continuity fill. Also, mm-hmm. he does have a uh to quote him glorious chin. He does. And, uh, you know, I, I don't do think know that's Army important Hammer for from... a cow. You know, you got to stand out beyond the cow. You do. I don't know Army Hammer, though, from anything. No, I just... I don't... Uh, I know he's been stuff. Yeah. I just know how I he... I know he's... I, I can envision how he'd look, and I was okay with it. That's it. I've heard a lot that's of people say that he's got really great chemistry with Henry Cavill. Apparently... Because the, of that movie they were in. The Man from Uncle is... Uh, yes, it's been that, on my, like, one. to-do list for forever. <clears throat> mm-hmm. One day. One I day, do. Henry. Well, since we're we're entering a new age, a renewed age of uh, who should play Batman next, mm-hmm. uh, we're officially in that age. I want to read something uh, that's been making the rounds today, in the last uh, maybe the last couple of days. Um, see if this sounds any of this sounds familiar. This is uh, from 1989. This is an article uh, by Frederick S. Clark. Mm-hmm. Batman: Caped Crusader Casting Calamity. According to a Wall Street Journal front page story, comic fans are up in arms over the casting of Michael Keaton in the title role of Warner Brothers' Batman, the most eagerly awaited of a recent flurry of comic book 
to film adaptations. Mm -hmm. The casting of Keaton, the comedic star of Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice, is objected to by fans because the actor fails to match the stalwart, square-jawed physique of the 40s comic book crime fighter. Supporting their man, Warner Brothers publicists cite the rave reviews Keaton got for his dramatic performance in last summer's Clean and Sober. Fantastic film, by the way. <laughs> Nevertheless, fans are said to have stated, started a protest letter writing campaign. <laughs> the $28 yeah. million dollar Goober Peters production began filming in London last October under the direction of Tim Burton, who reportedly brought in Beetlejuice script doctor Warren Scarin to revise the noir-drenched, highly acclaimed screenplay by Sam Hamm. So, so nothing's changed. There's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. Nothing has changed. Yeah. No one's learned anything, you know, of a vast uh, segment of the fan base still claims Keaton as the best Batman. And as much as we have so many DCEU fans right out there right now who are saying, I'm not giving any more DCEU movies a chance. I Losing Affleck was the worst thing that could happen. There is no other Batman. People are still saying that shit about Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the major takeaway from uh, the last few weeks for me has been they, they have an interesting opportunity in a way. Mm-hmm. Where I know, well, we don't know for sure, but it, it sure as hell seems like all the, all the press has been leaning towards Matt Reeve wants to do younger Batman. Okay, great. No problem with that. Sounds good. Fits in universe. We're doing, you know, both of Wonder Woman's solos are going to be prequels to the present day. So no problems mm-hmm. here. Great. But they they have to do that right. Like, they've got to find a way, if they're going to keep it in, keep Batman in universe, um, they either have to find a way to make us okay with the new casting. I mean, it happens all the time in TV. You just somebody's played by somebody else now, and you've just got to deal with that. But yeah, I mean, the best way to do it is just jump in and move forward. I mean, yeah, I'm at you, you, Hulk. You, you jump in, no apologies, and you just go for it. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But I'm looking at you, Rody. Look at it, Rody. Yeah, that was the next one. Um, you can do that with it. Just, just go for it. Just don't apologize and and say this is what we're doing now. Are you on board or not? Or you can find a way to make it in universe. And in, to me. There's so many possibilities with comics. So to me, an exciting possibility is what if you try to make it in universe? Mm. Like I wouldn't mind if we didn't see Batman again until maybe after the flash movie. And you went ahead and did something flash pointy. You know, I don't, I used to be on board with that, but the more I think about it, the less I, I like it. I, I think it would be dumb to like, just come back and be like, well, everything in the universe has changed. It, it wouldn't is, have to be everything. the same except for Batman. <laughs> Everything's the same. except. I mean, but you like could everybody make that, looks exactly the same. Except you could for make Batman. that a point of the story, though, is that mm-hmm. Batman is the instigating factor that changed the Flashpoint universe, like, and and make that the reason he's not around anymore. The only problem with that is you'd feel like you had to see the previous version of Batman to do that. But still, I'm curious. I'm 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 just wondering which one they're going to do. I'd be I think I'll be a little bit disappointed if they just recast him and move on because I in a comic book universe I feel like there's a lot of ways you could play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, I think what they're probably going to do, mm-hmm. they're going to have the prequel movie slash, you know, or prequel movie parentheses with an S. Um, yeah. Whatever. However many Matt Reeves does. Right. With uh, whoever they're, they've cast or they're going to cast uh, as a younger Batman. They're not going to do a team up movie for quite a while in the pri- in the current timeline. Oh, yeah. That'll be a long time. And I mean, I think there will be team up movies, but I don't think it's going to be Justice League. I think if uh, I think if they do Batgirl, 
there might be an allusion to Batman. There might be, if they do a Nightwing, there will be like an allusion to Batman, but we're not going to see him. Or if we do, it's going to be like a, you know, Titans season finale type of situation. Right. A Spectre. Um, and I don't think they'll, I don't think they will do a Justice League movie at the very least until one Green Lantern is established, two Flash is better established. I think there will at least be one more Superman movie before that happens and probably a Wonder Woman 3 and absolutely another Aquaman movie. But most importantly, we're not going to see it until Matt Reeves' Batman is established. And if they need to age him up, they will. Maybe. Yeah. But They might just try yeah. to incorporate him and go with it. Yeah. It's possible. Which unfortunately also means that the Legion of Doom is probably just not going to happen. Yeah, I wrote that one off a long time ago. Yeah, me too. I mean, they've got some 20 movies in development and we could go through each one and just take our <laughs> just place bets mm-hmm. which might be fun someday but uh that one's nah that one's a solid no that's right up there with like yep. joker and harley nah yeah but i think there'll be plenty of stuff going on with them or at least at the very least uh harley harley's got plenty going on uh the joker and harley film eh. yeah not, i mean not feeling that one right so- now some years ago, Jim Lee came out and said, I think it was two or three years ago, Jim Lee came out and said, the, the four most popular characters in DC Comics, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn. Ooh. It, it, it does feel... Yeah, it's that, it feels right, doesn't it? It does a little bit, but it also feels like, <clears throat> wrong to leave Joker out in a way. Like it, I don't think he was talking about right and wrong. He was talking about numbers. Okay, yeah. If he's talking about numbers. there's a reason there's a there's a reason there's consistently a Harley Quinn like Harley Quinn is freaking Wolverine, dude. Like yeah, she's always got not her only own. is she in Suicide Squad, she's got her own book. Yeah, she's always got her own title. It never it never has problems. You never see a Joker. Joker title. doesn't have his own title. No, because he's Creed Bratton. You don't want to see him more than <laughs> X amount of times per year. You you want his his appearances to really mean something. Yeah, but that also means you know. He's not going to be one of the most popular. Like Harley Quinn is way more popular. She's way more accessible. This is true. Yeah. If and I'm sure he was looking at his sales numbers when he said that, and that that would be true. I I agree. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Popularity, as far as like people glomming onto it and it being iconic, oof, then then it gets hard to leave Joker out of that list. Yeah, and you know, uh, I don't even think that you have to. I don't even think that you really have to uh, look at Jim Lee's numbers. You can go to Tumblr. And just, just look see. at how many hashtags there are. Like, yeah. And you can cut Joker right out of there by going, okay, but how many of his are related to Harley? Damn it. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that's cute. Even their statistics are codependent. <laughs> All right. So, uh, summary of our thoughts there. Uh, give them a minute. Yeah. Always is. That's, and, uh, I am open to whoever they're casting. And open to seeing whatever they're doing. I am a little bit hoping for Army Hammer, just based on looks. I don't know the guy's acting at all. I really don't. I also, I, I think me and you were talking about this the other day. Like I have not been able to fan cast this in my head. Mm. But I think that's because I just don't know which angle they're going to take. Like if if they told me, hey, this is going to be a hard reboot of him. We're gonna we're gonna re redo how the universe is working, and we're gonna use this parts of these parts of the. I think if I knew the the map, you know, if I knew the game plan, I'd be able to kind of point out. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I I think I'd like. I don't this think guy. they have a game plan. I don't I'm think not sure yet. they do either. They um. I think if history has taught us anything, they're not sure yet. Although I think although the Hamada regime, I I feel like is trying to finally steer this in a direction where they're going to 
stick to their guns. Like Warner yeah, Brothers, maybe so. Warner Brothers in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the thing with Warner Brothers has been it's not been their numbers. Their numbers right now for where they are in their series of films look better than Marvel did at the time. It and I don't think that matters. I think because I think they're looking and going for the popularity of these characters. We should have gotten more for Batman v Superman. Yeah, there might be some more, entitlement way more there for Justice League. To 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 that extent, there and it's not even entitlement. It's just truth. Like. Well, maybe they should have. They should have gotten. They should have. Like Kevin Smith back on like Fat Man on Batman or whatever. Back in the day, used to talk about like Batman v Superman. There's no way. Even if it's the, if it's the shittiest movie ever, there's no way it doesn't make two billion dollars. No, that should have been true. He deeply underestimated, though. Uh, when you make a property that's that divisive and don't stand behind it, and by stand behind it, I mean release the extra thirty minutes that are supposed to be in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can fracture your group really quickly. We learned that. We all learned that together. It was mm-hmm. hard. It was a very painful lesson. Uh, I, but and if the if the comparison is like, hey, Marvel took a essentially some B listers and turned them into this multi billion dollar property, then yeah, that's 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 one thing. Whereas you're, you're thinking like, dude, it's Superman, it's Batman. Those are the two mm-hmm. most universal symbols. I mean, they're up there as far as like you can go into any country you want. That you do not speak the language of, and hold up the S symbol, and somebody, somebody there probably knows the word Superman. Yeah, but with that comes the onus of expectation. Yeah, exactly. Like the, that the B movie characters on Marvel never really had. Yeah, I mean, you, I agree. I agree there that like maybe there was a thought that if they did this with that, then we should be able to do this with with these guys, and yeah, maybe that. Mm-hmm. I think I see that as entitlement, unnecessary entitlement. You still are you're required to put forth the effort and make a good thing. You don't get to just have all that. Yeah, but oh man, I mean. It was never a, a particularly when you looked at how much they made, how much they spent. It wasn't a. It was always a profitable franchise before they started doing yeah. it. But when you look at like how much time has passed, Marvel put out more movies in the time that DC has. They yeah, I agree. And you can tell based on the run times, based on the expectations. You can tell based on the press from these guys. Like if you just listen to junket speech, you can tell the Marvel people were not being fucked with it at every turn. Wonder Brothers no, they were tinkered a, until. They didn't know what they were doing, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I have, I have hope for Hamada that we've. It's not that it's finally going in the right direction because I liked a lot of the films and and they did well financially. So I don't mean it that way. I mean, I mean the the leadership is what I really mean. Like mm-hmm. making some films you stand behind and saying this is what we have and and putting them out there, man. Yeah, I my biggest hope is that the people in charge now understand the uh, sort of collective expectation. For the characters, and that that's, and I hope they understand that, and I think they do. I think that's why they're, we're like focusing on lower tier characters now, because they're like, look, they don't have all that. It was one of the things Marvel did that really benefited them, because as much as you know, and I've I've seen this floating around, and it's absolutely true. Fans do not drive the kind of numbers they wish they did. They just don't. No. Like the people who go buy those comic books, no. and know those Small characters percentage. intimately. Such a small percentage. The mainstream mentality. Yeah, they need. Has they need GA numbers. Like, and I knew when we, I knew we were in trouble with Batman versus Superman when I kept hearing people say, "Like, why are they fighting? They're supposed to be friends." Mm-hmm. That's something I heard over and over again from from mainstream audience people, people who I knew did not read the comics, and they would be like, "Hey, you're a comic guy. Why is Batman and Superman fighting? That doesn't make sense." I went, "Shit." Yeah, that was troublesome. And there's not there's not a lot of nuance to that thinking, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault that no, they haven't been 
reading these books. It's, I mean, they still like the characters. They, they like them in so far as they can, will, or are able to, but it's not your mm-hmm. fault that you haven't sat there and read, you know, Dark Knight Returns and gone down the Frank Miller, uh, hole. Like it, for you, you like this character. You liked him when you've seen him. You liked, you know, Batman the Animated Series when you were growing up. You didn't really get to read all the stuff going, but you still have versions of these characters in your head. Mm-hmm. And he, it was asking a lot. It really was asking a lot for everybody to go down that hole with him. And I, the thing that I that still angers me a little bit, it was it was you did hear that going in, a lot of that going in, and you saw the trailers and you thought, well, I mean, there's a lot of here that looks neat, but still, what are we doing? But then when you looked at the actual box office, they they did fine. A lot of people saw this mm-hmm. movie, and when you looked at the general audience ratings on it, a lot of people liked this movie. They got it once yeah. they saw it. But it was still a thing where, like, even general audience people, I've told, like, just casuals, you know, the just, the filthy casuals, just casual dudes, man, have told me over and over mm-hmm. again, well, I mean, I liked it for the most part, but it was a it was a bit weird. And then they'll tell me like, oh, well, this happened with this guy, and I couldn't tell what was going on. I'll be like, look, I will buy you this movie. Like, go watch it with the <laughs> extra thirty minutes. I will literally purchase this for you. Yeah. And they've come back invariably. Everyone I've done this to has come back and told me, all right, you're right. That made a lot more sense. That was a better movie. Mm-hmm. So the only way they cheated themselves was not trusting their own product. That's what it. That's what it's told me looking looking at the history of it. Yeah, I think I think everyone had an expectation, including Warner Brothers, and they they gouged themselves with that expectation of how much money they were going to make, and they reacted poorly uh, to what they did receive. Instead of uh, going, oh, we screwed up and took out thirty minutes, they went, we have to change everything. Yeah, it was yeah, there was no spine happening. I'm I'm hoping anyway. Hoping it's uh, Aquaman numbers still killing it. Still killing it. Still. It has passed BVS at the domestic box office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's almost at 332 million domestically. Uh, BVS did 330.3 million. Uh, and it is, it is now, uh, slid into the 20th spot in the top 20 highest grossing movies of all time. Jesus. Least likely mm-hmm. person you'd have thought of. Right. I mean, I just went and saw it again. It was fantastic. I liked it better the second time. Nice. I have been uh, warning people. It's been my personal PSA for the last uh, few days. I've been telling people, like, hey, this weekend's coming up. I don't know what you had planned, but there's only a few weekends left. It's going to be rainy around here anyway. Don't expect to do anything in the yard. You've mm-hmm. got a few weekends left of Aquaman being in the theater. Why don't you go see that movie, buddy? Yeah. Yep. And I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sticks around because I, I really want to go see that in the theater. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure how, how much longer I've got on that. I know it's still up here at the Regal 16, but... I, I didn't have expectations for actually getting to theater on that. I will watch that one, though. For sure, I will watch that one. Yeah. All right. So, Birds of Prey. They've cast How I Met Your Mother's Charlene's Amoya in Birds of Prey. Uh, she's going to be um, Maria Bertinelli, that's, uh, Huntress's mother, mm-hmm. who is the wife of a uh, mafia member, her father, Franco, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Helena's story, uh, or Helena. Helena is the huntress. Yeah. And um, this actress, I I can't imagine she's going to be around much in Birds of Prey because I don't think I've ever seen a version of Huntress that her mother was kind of around. I've got nothing. Every time but, the story's um, about her and her dad. Yeah. But the the actress, uh, I've, I've, I liked her at How I Met Your Mother. She was Wendy the Waitress. Had a couple of fun stories in that show. Yeah, true. 
so over to the the Suicide Squad, uh, which is the James Gunn sequel. <laughs> yeah. Soft reboot sequel, whatever it is. We'll see. Uh, you know, last week I didn't mention this because I didn't buy it. <laughs> but uh, Mark uh, Mark Hughes at Forbes. I always want to call him Mark Forbes. Mm-hmm. Mark Hughes at Forbes in his giant State of the Union DCEU edition uh, editorial had stated that, according to his sources, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad was not going to have Harley Quinn. And I was like, mm, we'll see. Right. I'm not even going to talk about that. That's horseshit. And he has retracted that. He says, I have learned from sources close to production that, in fact, the information about Harley Quinn being absent from the new Suicide Squad movie is no longer up to date. She is indeed expected to appear in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is expected to begin production later this year. Makes all the sense in the world. Thank you, God. I I don't care if anyone comes back except for Amanda Waller and, and Harley Quinn. Those are the two that have to come back for the Suicide Squad for continuity, Move. I get it. For continuity, I, I I get it. Like like you said before, the Suicide Squad is a reboot property. That's what they do. You, it's called a Suicide Squad. People don't come yes, back. That's right, but they do. But they do, and they're they're ongoing personnel. And I get that. And we, I think we also said. I mean, uh, I think her contract stated that she was due for another Suicide Squad movie, but that didn't mean the director. Like James Gunn wasn't obligated by that. He didn't have to shove her in there. No, they could li- they could let her off the hook if they didn't want her, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if they came to him and said, "Oh no, you don't understand. This has to happen." She's the reason people went to see Suicide Squad, which I absolutely believe, one hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. No, three things: the I, vast majority of people went to go see Harley Quinn. Well, I say three things. I think it was four things. One, it was still in the universe, and there were a lot of people mm-hmm. that uh, just liked BVS just fine, so they went to go see the next movie. And didn't really know. Two, Margot Robbie, uh, Margot Robbie was huge. She's she's huge. She she yep. was huge when we went into this, and she was bigger afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, three's got to be Will Smith. I don't think he holds it in nearly as much weight as everybody thinks he does. I think he does. I think he does because everybody thinks he does. It may be circular, but he does. Tell that to After Earth. <laughs> I know. I know. He even had to recover for that. <laughs> I get it. But dude always bounces back. He is Will Damn Smith, man. He always finds a way back. I, I do. He does. And you know, I forgot what number four was on my list, but forget it. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> I, see, I got, I got, I got, I was taken in by the idea of Will Smith so much. I forgot my next thought. It'll come back to me or it won't. Fuck it. But I, I do love the idea that, I mean, I get what you're saying. Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn, that's enough to build a room. Oh, Joker. Good God, Joker. That was it. It came back to me. The mm-hmm. idea of the Joker even being represented is another reason people came to that film. Uh, but I think I think the reaction to Leto's Joker actually hurt Suicide Squad. I think it hurt this performance. Maybe afterwards, I, and maybe a little bit de- no. after the first couple weeks, but a lot of people wanted to go at least see. Like, well, it's a mm-hmm. Joker. Let's see. Because their last experience with Heath Le- was Heath Ledger, and he knocked it so far out of the park, no one's ever found that baseball again. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I would I would love to see uh, what the actual numbers were on that. Like, how much Leto, like, how much the detraction hurt, and how much people actually like. Because I knew, I knew a lot of people who liked the way Joker looked and thought he was, he was a cool new take. And it was people who were not comic book fans. They were, you know, the filthy cash. <laughs> I, st- I still don't like the word filthy. Damn it, you're you're fine. You're, I don't. You're okay I being don't casual. Like the, 
You know what? The filthy cash aren't listening to this. It's also true. It's also true. <laughs> but uh, I, for a lot of people, the especially the, like the first week they had good numbers. The second week uh, it was, oh, God, it was it was bad. It was like forty percent drop. It was it was a serious drop. Third week the legs got knocked out a little bit more. Like it it went precipitously down for normal box office numbers. And mm-hmm. you'd have to do some studies, man. You'd have you you would have had to have like been there with some charts and asked some people on point at the time. Hey, what what was what was going on? Why didn't you see this movie? Like, I would need a Gallup poll to get that shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, impossible data, I think, to actually retrieve. But because it was a it was a combination of circumstances. But I think those four got people in, and a combination of those four not working out for some people got people out or kept people out. But the one thing I'll say about you, uh, I, I agree, Amanda Waller, key, because she was one of the more compelling, she was the villain of that movie, first of all. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. a very compelling figure in the movie. Two, uh, we all know Margot has to be there. I mean, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, J- James Gunn has a lot of talent. Who knows what he would, would have up his sleeve, but we'd all like to see her there again. Let's put it that way. And, yeah. uh, dude, I do think... I would say I would rather see her... Then if they had to choose one, Waller is what I choose. Maybe they'd keep, it'd keep the continuity because then she could just form a new Suicide Squad or whoever the hell she feels like. Of course, we could do a thing where like Amanda Waller is really like a code name, like 007. Yeah, you know, like James Bond. Right. Yeah. Like they, they, they people theorize that is right, and just like you know have a different actress every time. Yeah, <laughs> it would work for me. I, that, I would be fine with that. That'd be a soft reboot for me, but I'd, I'd take it. But I don't want that. I, I, want, I, I want Davis. I enjoyed him in the role, man. I think Will Smith not coming back is, is just leaving something on the table that you could definitely use. Well, I'm not sure it's, it's even their choice, you know? I mean, they were talking about even doing a Deadshot movie, but, you know, if you think if you look back at Suicide Squad, his story was wrapped up pretty well. Yeah, he honestly. could go home. He could go home just fine, and I, I don't think it would affect... Even if everyone else was there and he wasn't, I think that you could just say, you know, he's happy and we'd all be happy for him but I just liked him in the role I wouldn't mind seeing a little more footage of him playing Deadshot I wouldn't mind seeing more of Jai Courtney I don't think we'll get him but I liked his character enough you know one of the sad one of the things about something like a Suicide Squad is it also these aren't the highest paid actors like they may be free who knows Mm -hmm. I don't know what Jai Courtney's up to but he might actually be free for a couple months here and there I don't think he's that booked (laughs) maybe you know um What's his face said he wanted to be in it. Who? Whose face? Um, Dave Bautista. Oh hell yeah! Bring him on. Yeah. Let me see. Actor. Yeah, Jai Courtney's got five announced movies in 2019. Yeah, hey, maybe he is full. Yeah, he might be. But seriously, he's got he's got uh, 2015 three credits, 2016 two credits, 2017 one credit, and 2019 he suddenly got six things on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Hey. Maybe he's just on a on a on a bounce back, but I, sorry, I don't mean anything by it. But maybe he's free. As far as I'm concerned, he'll always be a McLean. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't I. <laughs> I didn't hate that Die Hard movie. That's uh, I can't remember the title of. A good, a good day, day to die, die hard. hard. I can't. Yeah. I didn't say I loved it, but I can't say I loved it. But I didn't have a problem with him. <sighs> so many movies like that. Well, it wasn't his fault. But. All right, so um, yeah, I'm I'm open to whatever they're doing with the Suicide Squad, but I really hope uh, those people come back. I, I 
think it would be stupid not to have Harley come back, period. Yeah. It would just be really dumb. Will Smith is debatable for me. I understand it's not for you. That's awesome. It's but it's not, you know, it, a non-negotiable for me. I'm not boycotting the film. Right. I'm just saying uh, I'd oh, no, like no. more. I honestly, yeah, I mean, if they brought everybody back, I'd be happy with it. I would be... Except for Diablo. Not his fault. It's just the story seemed to wrap up there, and I'd, I'd like the death to stay a death, just for death's sake. How much fun would it be if they if somehow Waller had a, got a hold of Lobo? Oh God! <laughs> I don't even know how they would that would happen. Not either. I just I would love the idea of like maybe Lobo's just playing around. Like she's like, yeah, we put the chip in his head. He's going to blow up, and then like she he actually does eventually revolt, and she tries to blow it up, and it just like you see like a little poof come out from behind his neck, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, he's. He's got a ridiculous growth factor, but he's not, like, invulnerable. I mean, he, his skin's pretty good. But it, he would die for, like, a minute and then just kind of get up and, and probably grab his cigar before the thing had even puffed out on him. Yeah, I mean. Be on his way. I'm, 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 I'm okay with being fluid on the powers. Like, I don't – I'm not a stickler for, for how things uh, work in X comic or whatever yeah, it is, fine. you know? I mean, I, Superman went from juggling planets to not being able to lift a car without grunting. Yeah, I mean, any anytime I, uh, you worry about, like, well, he had this power, he doesn't now. I just want to bring up super ventricul- ventriloquism. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Tiny Superman super, tiny Superman flying out of Superman's yeah. hand. That was, that was a, a thing. thing. That, that was, was a back power. There. Um, so. The world got a little weird here and there, guys. Uh, also, it... You could put enough makeup on him that I maybe wouldn't care, but if if Jason Momoa played Aquaman and Lobo in the same universe, I wouldn't raise an eyebrow because it would be fantastic. I thought about that the other day when I was, when we were watching Aquaman. I was like, you know, dude would make a great <laughs> Lobo. <laughs> you he barely have to make Lobo. up him. Just like, he just he looks that kind of enraged at all times. Like I I yeah. get uh, he. He feels like the kind of guy who literally wakes up, opens his eyes at 5.30 in the morning, hits his alarm clock, shoots up in the bed, and yells, Hell yeah! at the top of his lungs. And just starts his yeah. day. I hate to say it, and I know this sounds weird, and this is going to be like me being like the comic book purist in me, which is not, but you just said. I really would like to see... I really would like to see uh, Aquaman with uh, like clean-shaven and, and short-haired. I want to see Momoa do that. I think... It, I wonder if he would. I think he could rock that. Even if they had like a comment in the movie about how he like hates it, and Mira's like, "You're the king now. Shut up. <laughs> you have to look like a king. The other kings didn't look like." It. Yeah. Hey, it. I wouldn't fight it. Uh, it. I mean, he can. <laughs> he can pull a Thor. You know, knock that off. Be fine. Yeah. And for Momoa and in his in his personal life, if you shaved him down to like clean shaven and cut his hair to you know number eight clippers or something like that. I, I still think he'd probably be back out to Momo in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to, he's not going to make him like not hot or something. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's still going to be plenty fuckable. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, so Michael B. Jordan actually responded to, uh, those Superman rumors. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I hate being a businessman and understanding both sides of the situation. There's a huge upside to it, but being under that microscope, being picked apart and compared to so many different versions of Superman, I would like, I would rather do something original. I'll be Calvin Ellis. That's a, that's kind of a deep cut. Calvin Ellis is the earth 23 Superman that Grant Morrison introduced in final crisis. Oh yeah. 
All right. I have a I have an action figure of Calvin Ellis on my Superman shelf, one of my Superman shelves. All right. Yeah, I'll he's take in, that. He's he's in between a Cavill Superman and a Darwin Cook Superman. <laughs> that is a deep pull. I'll take a I'll take a picture of that and put it on the in the show notes for you guys. <laughs> but yeah, that is that's a lot of fun. And uh That is respect for a deep pull and uh wouldn't mind that shit at all. I would yeah, no. No, let's do that. I would love to see that. Yeah, great actor. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan could play whatever the hell he wants as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. Like, yeah. It's, some people, you just, every time you see him, you think, well, that was 100% good. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did nothing wrong. There we go. All right. Uh, so, here's a little bit. Uh, someone asked, uh, after uh, Snyder's farewell to Ben Affleck, some fans um, asked him about... Uh, what might have been if they were going to do a, an adaptation of Flashpoint? And Snyder said, better. So Mighty bold of you, Snyder. Right? Ruminate That's... on that, Snyder fans. I'm a Snyder fan, and I ruminate on it, but not, I don't dwell on it. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Don't dwell. I mean, Flashpoint, was, coming. <laughs> Flashpoint was one hell of a story. Flashpoint was one hell of a story. And I don't think they could have done it, like, properly? Nah. Without having like a lot of other, a lot more setup, but um, I mean, who knows? By the time I, th- I mean, I think there there was definitely room to do a, a really good version of it, but I don't think that. I mean, apparently that's not where he was going anyway. So, I think he had. I really do think he had talked to people at least, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, mm-hmm. The way the way he talked about things in interviews, I really do think he was talking to people. Oh yeah, and was excited about it. mm Hmm. I mean, we we've there's been a lot of uh, a lot of hubbub over this uh, this five part plan. Some people have said it was a six part plan. Um, where we know that we we already know that Snyder's admitted that um, it was going to end with you know uh, bat- the death of Batman and and uh, Lois and and Clark having a kid and naming him Bruce, etc. Right, right. But um, I mean, who knows? He may have changed that with a Flashpoint movie because we know that like. Uh, we know that he was talking about some kind of flashpoint situation because he cast Thomas Wayne with that in mind. Right. So anyway. Yeah. It was lost to the sands of time now. Lost to the sands of time. Though, I, I will say, uh, and I don't think I ever got a response or anything, but I told Zack Snyder on Vero, I said, dude, please find a way to put all of this into a graphic novel form. And if you can, get Lieber Mayho to draw it. No, that's not a bad call. Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> That would be fantastic. All like right, over him to TV. Or, uh, hmm? Like him or Jock would really, really fit their style pretty well. Hmm. I'm not sure I agree with the Jock thing. I like really? Jock, but I don't think uh, I don't think I I don't think I want him involved with that specifically. Hmm. No, I could get behind it or Capullo. Capullo, I could see, but even that, I don't feel like they're quite as epic as I want that to look. Like you still I, want I feel like. I feel like Bermejo disagreeing necessarily. Yeah, Bermejo would be great. I think it would have to be so. Like, I I I can't imagine it being anything but painted. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like actually that's a good point. Um, To to fit the Snyder aesthetic, that's actually a really good point. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Do let Zack Snyder go off the rails with his script, unleashed, go crazy. Here's Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do, and then (laughs) Alex Ross. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it would be that would be so weird because that is a just a very different aesthetic normally. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Ross like it illustrates Superman peace on Earth, mm-hmm. and you think, well, this is the most gorgeous thing. I've mm-hmm. I, I I'm going to weep on the pages of this book, and it, because the aesthetic fits so well, he makes these just these grandiose characters, and uh, yeah, have his characters do the stuff Snyder was talking about. Oh, it would be so mm-hmm. weird, so I mean, tonally he, strange. He does, uh, you know, he does really good uh, likenesses. Like he, he's done. Uh, Covers for Batman sixty six meets Green Hornet. And, oh yeah, yeah. His likenesses I mean, are great, but yeah. his hit like the Alex Ross uh, universe of uh, how these characters look. Mm-hmm. It's all just based on the Silver Age. Yeah, but it's so. Uh, I mean, God, everyone's chest is like the size of a five gallon drum, and the chin that fills <laughs> up a page. It's it's oh, they're so big. Like that, just looking at his Superman or his Batman kind of like tells you you get a whole backstory just staring at the guy. Like, yeah, it's fascinating. I'd love to see the love to see the combination. Never gonna happen. No. <laughs> Over to television, we got a. Uh, first of all, let me just go ahead and say, we're we're gonna talk about Gotham for just a second, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to actually go into what all what all they're putting out because they are putting out lots of trailers, lots of things teasing the future of Jeremiah, the future of Bruce. And I wish I hadn't seen them, so I'm not going to put you through that, nor you, dear listener. I've avoided them pretty hard, so yeah, so, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. It takes real uh, effort to be as avoidant mm-hmm. as I am. Mm-hmm. And even more effort to make sure I don't spoil those things for you. Yeah. By the way, I just <laughs> looked at IMDb's, um, <laughs> IMDb's Gotham. They have Gotham mm-hmm. listed at exactly five, uh, 100 episodes. Yep. We'd we'd been wondering about the math, how it was going to shake out. Like, well, it can be just over, just under, blah 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 blah. blah. No, they they've uh, they've got it right at. Mm-hmm. I noticed that earlier. That's funny. Actually, with this announcement, uh, Fox announced on Wednesday that Gotham: The Complete Series is going to be available to purchase on Blu-ray and DVD. Just a couple of months. You can also actually already pre-order it. Um, it's one hundred twelve ninety-nine on Blu-ray, ninety-nine ninety-nine on DVD. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's going to include all 100 episodes of Gotham. Ah, what a round, wonderful number. They're, they're also doing the uh, standalone season five. It's going to be 29.98 on Blu-ray, 24.98 on DVD. And they've got some best moments at New York Comic Con uh, 2018 and uh, modern mythology through the eyes of the producers and cast. This piece explores the final chapter of the series as the show pushes Bruce Wayne to finally accept his destiny. And they have some deleted scenes. That's going to be the special features. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the first complete series set we get to actually announce as far as modern shows, the shows that we're, we started covering. Oh, I'll be damned. You are correct. It's also maybe the first show that we've been covering since its inception, or since our inception, that is wrapping up the way it wanted to. I wouldn't argue that. What else? Well, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh or at least some evidence uh, that the producers had a seven season plan. So I don't think they're wrapping up oh. like they wanted to. Well, but um they're actually are ge- they are getting to wrap, which is important and uh, I'll take a your really wording, good concession. Still. <laughs> I'll take your wording, but the point is still the same. Yeah, at least they're getting to wrap up. Yeah. In some way. Over to Batwoman, uh, we talked about this, about David Nutter being the director for the pilot, and he's not anymore. He's stepping down for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, he's still going to be a producer, but uh, Marcos Sega, I guess, or Sega, 
for, of the Vampire Diaries is going to be uh, directing the pilot for Batwoman now. Here's something funny, though. They've cast Dugray Scott <laughs> as uh, Colonel Colonel Jacob Kane is who he's playing. He's the father of Kate Kane slash Batwoman. This is why it's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Gray Scott is a guy who basically... This guy is responsible for Hugh Jackman being the sexiest man alive mm. so many times. Um, well, that and Hugh Jackman's trainer. <laughs> yeah. Du- Gray Scott was the person that Brian Singer hired to be Wolverine. And then he stepped aside because it didn't line up with his schedule on Mission Impossible 2, and he chose Mission Impossible 2. That's right. He chose to play a generic villain in the worst film of the Mission Impossible franchise. That's right. <laughs> I recall that he him knew now. it was going to be the worst, but no, he didn't know it was going to be the worst. But And that decision, I feel like, and this is probably, you know, not completely accurate, but this is how I enjoy thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That decision led him to the CW. <laughs> My God, from that Wolver- might be accurate. From well, let's see, let's let's see. No, he's got some desperate housewives in him. That, that lasted a while. Some highs. There's Mission Impossible Two in two thousand. Did one film a year for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing I recognize. Really, uh, something called Heist had a bit bit going on there. Seven episodes of a TV series. That doesn't bode well. Desperate Housewives for a couple seasons. That was a real thing, at least. Um, a TV movie called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's never good. <laughs> not, not historically, no. Um, <laughs> I really not seen anything I recognize up until... Um, it snuck in with the Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. 2013 we're now how many years removed from mission impossible 13 mission impossible, years away like 2000 from, yeah 13 years away from mission impossible um s- uh, slips back in with hemlock grove i heard that i heard that was good didn't see it mm-hmm. that's a couple of years uh a couple episodes of fear the walking dead not even the walking dead All right now he's getting full tv stuff full circle replacement again i don't know tv mm-hmm. miniseries tv series i don't know don't know those guys well, look, you know... Woman in I, White. I, Something called Snatch the TV series. I presume that's off the <laughs> movie, but who knows? Maybe. I don't know that you're wrong. I don't know I, that you're wrong about this. Mission Impossible 2 was the only thing I've ever seen him in. I knew his name because of X-Men, because they cast him as Wolverine. They announced it. It was announced. I went, oh, I don't know that guy at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the news fell, came down. Oh, Dugray Scott's not going to be Wolverine. He's stepping aside because he wants to be in Mission Impossible 2. I went, okay, well, whatever. I guess, you know, Batman and Robin did his number on comic book movies and their uh, uh, reputation. You know what, though? And, Looking uh, at his before, he didn't really have much going on. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, another nine and a half weeks, that was a thing. Um, I, really, there there was not a lot before. Uh, I, I think it's funny that he did something as a, a – he did um, – English version voice voice for a movie called Space Armageddon in 1996, <laughs> and then in where is it? Hold on. Yeah, and then 1998 uh, uh, plays a role in Deep Impact. Oh, hated that movie. Essentially, Space in, uh, Armageddon with Morgan Freeman, if I remember. If I remember. 
Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Deep Impact, kind of, because it came out, I think, before Armageddon. It was like right there. They were neck and neck. It was weird. And then, like, Armageddon was just, like, well, they had way Aerosmith. more popular. Yeah. Way more popular. And Aerosmith and Ben Affleck. And yeah. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. They never had a chance. Poor Deep Impact. It was like, Deep Impact was like, we have Taylioni. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... I don't. He didn't really have much going on. I think this might have been like it, looking at his IMDb mm-hmm. and knowing nothing other than being able to look at it and knowing what I recall. He. It looks like that was maybe a moment where yeah, he could have gone an entirely different direction. Yeah. And yeah, it, he might have just passed up a huge opportunity. And I don't know if it was the directing or the writing or what it was. I know that I did not like Mission Impossible Two, and I was very dubious about Mission Impossible Three. But it, I did like Mission Impossible Three. Uh, I love one and three. They're both really good, and I've never watched another one. I've never watched another one, and uh, of course, that's when they started bringing in freaking Simon Pegg, so I've been trying to convince Bethany to go back and watch all of them with me. Uh, He's a big pull. He's a big pull for us. And I'm probably just not going to do it unless she does it with me, because I'm just like, "Eh, you know, I don't want to sit here and watch a movie and not be able to, you know, make fun of it by myself. You know, know, (laughs) here's the closest I'll get to a boycott ever. Uh Uh-huh. Is I, if I can find a way to watch it, wherein Paramount makes no money, I might, and I will still <laughs> resent it because of the damn mustache debacle. I'm I'm in an unfortunate situation. Not right now because nothing's happening with that right now. But mm-hmm. um, I'll watch whatever Star Trek they put out. Oh yeah, okay. You're stuck a little bit. I I get it. I don't have mm-hmm. that going on, so I don't have anything pulling me that hard. And I'm I'm still so mad about how that went down that I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay just avoiding the entire thing. But yeah, Mission Impossible 2, I, I didn't care for the movie, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, the action scenes looked pretty. The cinematography was fantastic. Other than that, I hated it. Hated every moment of it. Yeah, don't recall even that and, much about it. No idea. Well, okay, it was silly. It was really silly. Like, it took the, when you look at the first Mission Impossible movie, it was pretty damn good, and then the second movie was like, really pretty, but like, you know, why does Tom Cruise have long hair? Why does he keep flying around in slow motion with doves flying around him? Like every every time he does anything in the movie, it feels like there are like freaking white doves flying from like the bottom corner of the screen past him. And nice. I'm like, <laughs> nice. It was silly, but I don't remember being at all impressed by Duke Gray Scott and his performance. In fact, I remember walking out of the theater and looking at my aunt and saying. That was a dodge bullet. And she says, what? And I was like, that dude was almost Wolverine. Who? The bad guy. <laughs> oh, him? I'm like, yes, he was almost Wolverine. Oh, poor guy. So anyway, we'll see how he does. Hopefully he's grown as an actor. Um, he is uh, <laughs> hey, a... Hopefully former, you like him more at least. Yeah, he's a former military military colonel here uh, with a chip on his shoulder for Batman, they're reporting. He's uh, now commanding Gotham's private security firm, The Crows. And um, he has made it his mission to protect this city better than the Dark Knight ever could. And uh, his unwavering disdain for vigilantes puts him at odds with Batwoman. In the comic book, he is more of an ally. He's the guy in the chair. He's, you know... I'm, I'm assuming eventually she will out herself or he'll find out that she's Batwoman and they will get to that point in the relationship. Might be a season or two down the line. Like with... um. Paul Blackthorne, what was his name? Quentin on mm-hmm. Arrow. Quentin. I think it'll it'll probably 
eventually get to that point. Yeah, based on the CW history. I'm also okay with just versions where in Persona they work together just because it's mm-hmm. easier and they can achieve stuff. So, All right, so uh, this was uh, like a little bit that dropped today, and it's not really news, but it's nice to know he's down. Phil Morris, who was who played Martian Manhunter on Smallville, says he's he loves John Jones and... Uh, he thought uh, he was so fantastic, so he would love to be in Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Yep, no objection here. Bring it on. He says if they were to ask, he would show up in a heartbeat. Yep. <laughs> and Bring he's also on. playing He's playing Silas Stone, Cyborg's father on Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, that'd be great. Just because if you did that, you could, um, <laughs> you could just say you'd incorporated all of these universes in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that, that was, that was, I loved Phil Morris's version of that character and I really wanted more of him. I did so, enjoy him. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, I wasn't going to include this until the last line and mm-hmm. I said, damn it, Alan Tudyk. Damn it. Oh yeah. So we How know Alan, uh, Alan Tudyk played the cousin of Bruce Wayne in Powerless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as that character, he was in charge of the R&D department and, they focused on finding technological solutions Formerly to problems the presented by the department. Yes, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. They live in a world with superheroes. They're trying to find solutions for that. And oh, that's um, also one of the shows that we we briefly mentioned and or, and or covered that uh-huh. uh, did not get to wrap up. That did not get to wrap up. No. And uh, Adam West did appear on 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 an episode, and um, that actually aired after his death. Mm-hmm. And Alan Tudyk was talking a little bit about Adam West. And he says, he was very generous. He was very nice to me. And he was very cool parodying himself. He would do that narrator. He had all of those big words like the old Batman show. But then, like, it would be revealed that he's talking to a plant. Why is he talking to that plant? But he was very nice. It was weird that he passed away so soon after that. Because he was there all day. I'm not saying that Powerless killed him, but I think it's a possibility. Oh, wow. Oh, that's dark and fantastic. That's oh, that's good. I was like, oh, good. Alan Tudyk's talking, saying nice things about Adam. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan Tudyk will never work on NBC again. Hope Dumbledore works out. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, I do love that, man. That really is. Uh, Alan Tudyk's like, I don't care if I'm never on NBC again. NBC is almost not on NBC anymore. (laughs) I have streaming. Yeah. Yeah. They have not been the same since the old, like, Scrubs office days. Mm Mm-mm. No. And even if you really want to jump in. They did. For a while, they had the the best lineup in a while. I was like, my name is Earl Scrubs office. It was was hard to beat. They did. But my name is Earl Earl never, never really made too much in the ratings. Like... They were. They've been. They've been struggling since Seinfeld left. Like Seinfeld, Frasier, and Friends, they all went away, and then all of a sudden, yeah, that was like, that was oh the golden my god, age. that was the golden age, especially in numbers. All right. So uh, one last thing, they released a trailer for the new DC superhero girls, and they gave a premiere date as March eighth. The trailer looks fantastic. It didn't look bad. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it right now. But every time I see something like that, I think awesome. I'm going to bank that. It's going to be streaming somewhere in a few years. I'm going to show my daughter. We're going to see how this goes. That is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to try to keep on top of where that is and be like, hey. I'll find it. I'll find it at some point. Got to get my niece on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I mean, let's be fair. Honestly, I was going, I'm going to have to get on that myself because right. it looked funny. It looked funny and, um, I kind of want to send pictures of it, like st- screenshots to like Melissa Benoist and go, do your hair like this. Cause <laughs> that Supergirl, I liked her hair. Nice. The last, the last <laughs> line of it really cracked me up. Barry, what happened? I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm as surprised Honestly, as you are. I'm as surprised as you are. That was good. Yeah. It, it looks fun. It looks Actually, funny. The other line that cracked me up was like Supergirl trying to fly through, uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, one of those giant entities that's uh, malformed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something about like every time she flies through, it's like, just let me punch you or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> made me laugh though. There was a uh, there was a premise in in the description that made me laugh. Uh, I think it was like um, I want to say it was Batgirl goes to like a Gotham con, like a convention, and her best friend there is that she goes to the con with is is Harley Quinn, and they don't realize who the other person is. Mm, nice. That just sounds. It just sounds delightful. It sounds fun and like something silly to throw on and and chuckle at. Oh yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Well, that's been fun. I thought it's been fun. Yeah. I don't think right, I had so, anything to add. Yeah, yeah. That was we we to. I want to be very clear with this. We had six pages. There's going to be some editing done, so it's going to be a little shorter than this. But the time right now is we're uh, an hour and twenty six minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's just uh, that happens you know, sometimes. A testament to our gift of gab. Mm. Gift is the All operable right. word, mm-hmm. and also the incredibly subjective one. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Thank you guys give so a much. minute. <laughs> they gave us more than a minute. Right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening, and you girls too. I never want to. I, I never want that to seem exclusive, hmm. uh, or you know, I. It's just the way I talk. I'm sorry. It from DC. the area we're from, guys means everybody. It literally does not mean any gender specific role. Actually, I think the area we're from, they would have said y'all. Yeah, it's true, y'all. And you know, y'all is. It sounds hickish. It sounds like it's like a redneck thing, and you know, I know the reputation the South has, but really. Y'all is the nicest word ever because it is really all inclusive. Like y'all includes gay, straight, male, female, transgender, everybody. It literally means you all. Yeah. You lot. It is the most progressive word in the English language. (laughs) Coming from uh, the least likely place. (laughs) Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... DCOnScreen.com every episode. We're going to have, uh, I'm going to have that. I can't do it on in the actual feed, but I can throw it up online. We'll have a picture of my little Superman shelf here in the show notes mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, the Calvin. And, um, <laughs> Ooh, Calvin. I completely forgot about it until Michael B. Jordan schooled us. Oh, God. Just, I love that he knows him. I love that he knows him and wants to play him. Honestly, I don't care if he just asked a friend of his and that friend told him about it and he, he spit that out there. Somebody in his circle knows him. That's cool. No, he's a comic book guy. Is he? Good. Good, good, Yeah, good. he is. He is. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. If you want to hop over there and sign up for the things that we haven't posted yet, but we will. And, um. That's just a matter of time. Yep, and uh, I'll try to remember to have a link to the uh, Facebook group if you want to come and join that as well. Until next time, what are we doing? Do you know what we're doing? Do we have a 
What are we doing? Just news? I think it's just news. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Doom Patrol premiered. Everything else is kind of on its it, it's coasting. Yeah, we're we're just news. Yeah. And honestly, like the reason I think we did a, a news episode this week is because Ben Affleck came out and said, "I'm not Batman." Like otherwise, we might have just done a review. Yeah, it was kind of light. So, um, but there's if a lot it going continues on there. in this trend. Yeah, we clearly had a lot to say about it. Yeah, so. that occupied <laughs> us for at least an hour and a half. What the hell's wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we're either going to do news or a review, but uh, we'll be back next week or this coming week. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> pending? We're pending. We are pending. Keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you-